0: One, and we are live, and this is breaking news, breaking news. We are live on Facebook. Do you believe that? Sometimes they accept us, sometimes they don't. Welcome to Jonathan Cogan show. I am your host, Jonathan Cogan. We're on Rumble. Subscribe to the Rumble channel if you haven't subscribed. Like I said, we're trying to take that channel to the moon by telling the truth and nothing but the truth. We're live on Facebook right now, so Hello. Welcome back. I don't really like supporting Facebook. I don't really like what they're about. They're basically an extended arm of the government, but it's okay because we are trying to get the truth everywhere. And so we need to make sacrifices. We are live on Twitter, Twitter, and um, we're not live on YouTube, but this will go up on YouTube because this show and what we're about to cover is okay for YouTube's appetite. All right. Lot to get into today. It's November third, twenty twenty-two, and let's just say the world is still in a state of clown worldness and a lot of chaos. We got World War Three growing going on. We got uh, excess um, all cause mortality worldwide going on. Um, we got people asking for a pandemic amnesty going on, and that's where we're going to start fantastic interesting article I mean this is this is this is remarkable if you didn't see this which you probably have by now this is probably by the way this is the first time on this maybe not the first but definitely handful that I am not breaking news I am evaluating news later than other channels because as you know you usually find out things on the Jonathan Cogan show way before you find out other shows by a good three to six months even though this podcast is only been going on for like six months or so. It's still, I told you it early, go look at the track record. It's all in the, it's all documented. That's why we need to have history on a blockchain. You cannot change history because history textbooks, ladies and gentlemen, are written by the winners. Remember that history textbooks or history is written by the winners. So if the news is fake in real time, imagine what history is. And I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole just yet because it's probably not good. Okay. I digress. The pandemic amnesty. We're going to go through this. We're going to evaluate it with an open heart and open mind. And uh, this is amazing. So in the Atlantic, which is by the way, a uh, deep state uh, magazine owned by Paul jobs, uh, written by Emily oystercracker It looks like Emily Oster, but it looks like oyster. So we're going to call her the oyster. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Let's focus on the future and fix problems we still need to solve. Listen, we're all about amnesty on this pod. We're all about forgiveness. We're all about love. We're all about humans. But you can't forgive someone who doesn't apologize. That would be awfully bizarre. That would be very strange. So she writes this piece. And let's just say it didn't go so well, probably. didn't go so well. But I want to cover a few parts. So she goes in April, 2020 with nothing else to do. My family took an enormous number of hikes, not just a number of an enormous number of hikes. Now, I don't know why I'm emphasizing that because it's not so important to emphasize. Now let's get back into it. We all wore cloth masks that I had made myself, which by the way, do not work just like regular masks don't work, but people are still wearing masks. Fear the air. I added that. Let's stick on. Let, let me, let me stay on track here and then I'll give you my little tidbit. We had a family hand signal, which the person in the front would use if someone was approaching on the trail and we needed to put on our masks. Once, when another child got too close to my then four-year-old son on a bridge, he yelled at her, social distancing. These precautions were totally misguided. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Outdoor transmission was vanishingly rare. Our cloth mask made out of old bananas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know. That's the first part. We did know. You didn't know. You chose not to know. Okay. I am not an oracle. But if you go listen to the very beginning podcasts, I was I started this podcast to help people know. They chose not to listen and know. You chose to turn a blind eye. Everything has been public since the get, since the very beginning. You even the the, the Pfizer trials. Which everyone's like, oh, you can't read, you can't read papers. You don't know there's you know one thousand two hundred twenty-one people that die. Oh I do. I do. It was in the Pfizer papers. Now I probably can't put this on YouTube. I just thought about that. But that's okay. That's okay. So she says, I have been reflecting on this, this lack of knowledge thanks to a class. I'm co-teaching at Brown University on the vid. Can't say the full full word because we'll get censored, but C-O-V-I-D. So two parts that are very bad about this, this sentence here. First of all, a class about the vid probably sucks because whether you're in college or not, you just had a rigorous class for the last two years that you – didn't even choose to be in but were forced into and forced to watch it over and over and over and over and over again on the news in mainstream outlets online on psychotic blue check marks on twitter and crazy people just shoving in your face rawr, 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 every single day okay so i to have another class about this is for someone who's clinically insane Like that is a clinical insanity obsession. I put that in the same category as like someone who's a serial killer. That's obsessive. That is to the extreme. Okay. We had enough. We're good. We, we wanted to switch to monkeypox, but it didn't work out so well. Okay. Maybe the 80, maybe the 80% kill rate, um, gain of function that they just produced at Barnes University. Maybe that will come out soon. So we can have a different, you know, Experience okay, because we're done with the last one that wasn't exciting, no one had joy from it, it was just bad. The other part of the sentence, and I don't mean to go too long on this, but this is important. She says, I'm co teaching at Brown University on the vid. You're co teaching, this requires two teachers. This means the Brown University endowment is way too large. So perhaps, perhaps instead of forgiving these loans from People who had the opportunity to go to undergrad or graduate school, which, by the way, many people in this country were not able to do that. And if they knew that they could have got it forgiven later, they maybe would have. So that's unfair, you know, as it is. But it's okay. Why don't we go after getting the money from the institutions? Because you want to know what's going to happen? When the government relieves debt, you know what the institutions are going to do? Ready? I'm going to predict the future again with exact um, precision. They're going to raise the tuition. Okay. They're going to raise the tuition. It's never going to stop. You got to go to root causes. You got to think from first principles. And for some reason, people who co teach at Brown University on the vid do not start at first principles. They start with like fourth degree principles. Now, let me continue. We spend lectures reliving the first year of the pandemic. Oh my God. Could you imagine sitting in a lecture, reliving the first year of the pandemic? Can you imagine sitting in a class in fall or winter of 2022 reliving the hell you went through in 2020? Who are these people signing up for this class? Or is this like a mandatory brainwash session? This is crazy. This is, this wasn't even the part I meant to focus on, but what is going on here? Is this people just capitalizing still on the vid, because all the truth tellers out there, like people on this podcast, we've been done with it forever. And now they're bringing it back. This is insane. So yeah, they're doing that at Brown University. By the way, if you want to go to college, don't go to Brown. This is like psychotic. She goes, some of the choices turn out to be better than others. To take an example, close to my own words, there is an emerging, if not universal consensus that schools in the U.S. were closed for too long. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. You're saying lockdowns were bad for kids? No. No, she said, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's see where she, where she goes on about this. She says, she talks about how um, student test scores have shown historic declines, more so in math than in reading and more so for students who were disadvantaged at the start. We need to collect data, experiment and invest. What? All we've been saying is collect data, experiment and then invest and then do it again and again and again the scientific method, historic declines. There were people, I, lo- I hope the Twitter feeds never go away for people, who were proponents of lockdowns. And it was to save the, the people that were disadvantaged, that were marginalized, that were older. And lockdowns hurt one group more than the other. The people who actually are disadvantaged, marginalized, unhealthy, poor and could not work from a laptop in an upper middle class area, you if you were for lockdowns, at least admit that you 're wrong, and then we could start with an apology it 's a good start and realize that was insane. You know what that is? you know what type of measure that is that is just listen, this is an apolitical podcast that is totalitarian. that is totalitarian. To lock people in their homes, especially people who cannot work from a laptop, that is totalitarian. And the very same people who were in charge during this time are saying that on November 8th, if you don't vote for them, we are going to lose our democracy. That is the very same group of people who took totalitarian measures. This is like... The weirdest world ever that I never thought I would live in. It is so bizarre. Now back to her pandemic amnesty, where there was no apologies, by the way. She says, "Oh, this is this is my favorite part if I can get to it." She goes, uh, "Some of the choices." She goes, uh, "Obviously, some people intended to mislead and made wild, re- irresistible claims." Remember when the public health community had to spend a lot of time and resources urging Americans not to inject themselves with bleach? That was bad. Misinformation was and remains a huge problem, but most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of society. Given the amount of uncertainty, almost every position was taken on every topic, and on every topic someone was was eventually proved right and someone else was proved wrong. In some instances, The right people were right for the wrong reasons. In other instances, they had a prescient understanding of available information. The people who got it right, for whatever reason, may want to gloat. Those who got it wrong, for whatever reason, may feel defensive and retrench into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. All this gloating and defensiveness continues to gobble up a lot of social energy and to drive the culture wars, especially on the Internet. These discussions are heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive, In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty amount of luck. Let me read that last sentence one more time for you. In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck. Uh, No, it required reading, researching, deciphering propaganda from truth, looking at scientific papers talking to people who actually knew what they were talking about and didn't have a vested interest in big pharma and politics and all sorts of messed up things. And then she ends up with this. And similarly, getting something wrong wasn't a moral failing treating pandemic choices as a scorecard on which some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. Okay. I was never about the scorecard, but the side that was about the, the scorecard were the people that were like, Oh, How many masks can you put on your face? Or how long can you put a mask on a child's face before he takes it off and you force it back on him? Or how long does it take for us to coerce somebody into taking an experimental injection? And if they don't, they should be banned from society or people. Or how long can we stay into in our house locked down and not get any sunlight or freedom or anything? And that if you go into a public place without a mask that doesn't work from her first paragraph, you should be shunned. You should lose your job for not taking an experimental injection. You should be banished from society and you should have zero rights because you're killing grandma, even though it doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop getting it, doesn't relieve anything else. It does absolutely nothing. But you are a terrible person. And if you question it, you are evil to society. Who had the scorecard here? Am I losing my mind? Is this what you call rewriting history in real time? Is that what this is called? It surely feels that way. The scorecard, ironically, was kept by the very people who were unlucky enough to get everything wrong. By the way, again, that wasn't luck. That was called due diligence. That was called having an open mind. That was called asking questions, something we used to look at as a very positive thing until the government in the West, in the United States, became totalitarian. Because in a totalitarian regime, asking questions, uh, being curious, um, pushing back against um, a narrative from a very powerful institution, a.k.a. the government, usually is a good thing. But in this instance... It was a terrible thing and you should absolutely be not only locked you should be jailed. you should see the videos they put like like police dogs to go bite people's arms off for not having their mask on. another girl in Australia didn't have her mask on so they body dropped her like two police officers they grabbed her by the throat. What are we talking about here? And oh wow, we're so morally righteous. We're going to put a cloth mask that does absolutely nothing, and we're not going to breathe the air and show how virtuous we are. And we're going to get 18 experimental injections. And then oh my god, oh my god, if someone doesn't get it, then they should lose their job. What is going on, people? This is the this is the this is what a clown world is by definition. It's insane. So she says we have to put these fights aside and declare a pandemic amnesty. That's basically the point of the article. I am all about forgiveness, love, transparency, all sorts of good stuff. But in order to forgive someone, anyone, something, you have to start off with an admission of fault, with a apology. You can't forgive someone who doesn't admit wrongdoing in her very article, she said the people that were wrong are going to want to be defensive and, you know, like push back. Well, you, everything that we used to be taught as children was how important accountability is. That if you do something wrong, you got to face the consequences. you got to face the consequences. Why is this any different? And then she also writes in the article another incredible thing, which is when there's no accountability, these it, uh, you're doomed to do the same thing again. Uh, she says the standard saying is that those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Well, okay then. Yeah, that is the standard saying, but then she goes on in the sentence ever says, but dwelling on the mistakes of history can lead to a repetitive doom loop as well. So it's like, yeah, the, the normal saying, this is kind of like rewriting the definition of recession. So yes, usually we say those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. But in this instance, no. We're going to rewrite that and say that the saying has changed. You can't rewrite everything until it fits your narrative. That isn't how the game works. The game works by facing the truth at some point. It's okay. It, it, by the way, it's actually very honorable and people respect it. When you say, I was wrong. I screwed up. I had a mistake. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. In the future, I am going to do much better. I'm going to react differently. People admire that. The thing that is the opposite of honorable is when you literally say everything wrong and then skip the stage of saying, oh, everything was wrong. But you say, hey, let's forgive everybody. But you're the one that requires the forgiveness, not the other group that was trying to tell the truth and got banned from social media and got censored and like got totally shunned from friends, from family for trying to do the right thing. But ah, forget it. We're good. Skip that part. We used to say accountability matters, but now we're going to say not so much. Okay. Start off with an apology. Start off with some truth. Let's get back into a foundation of truth in society. It's good for the people. It's good for everybody. Admit wrong. You, when people go such a long time saying things that are incorrect and never admitting fault for anything, always pretending like you're right, people will never trust you again. You will never have the trust of the people. That's why we are going to see CNN, MSNBC, all these channels fail in real time. In real time, they will never recover. Not like a large portion is because they lied. But the bigger part, I really believe, is never admitting that you lied. People can forgive if you admit fault. People can declare pandemic amnesty if you admit fault and apologize and genuinely mean it. But if you never do that, you can't get forgiven. You can't just move on. This is so massive. What happened? This destroyed kids' lives that they'll never get back. This just destroyed generations. This destroyed people who will never learn how to like read. People who lost everything monetarily, financially, everything. Start with an apology. Start with doing the right thing. Then we forgive. We talk about it we figure out how it doesn't happen again or repeat itself and we move on but you got to start with the apology all right a lot more coming today had to talk about the pandemic Amnesty subscribe to the John of the Kogan show I love you I'll be back in a bit